0: The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe.
1: Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only
0: hope. It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance.
1: This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'll
2: come with you to Alderaan. There's nothing for me here now. I want to learn the ways of the Force and become a Jedi like my father.
0: It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. <laughs> it's an epic of heroes. Good
1: luck. Hit the accelerator. Yahoo! And villains... <laughs> Aliens from a thousand worlds. Oh. Go that way.
2: You'll be malfunctioning within a day, you near know, a scrap pile.
0: Star Wars. A billion years in the making. The force will be with you. Always.
2: everyone welcome to the Boonta Eve party planners this is episode one um so we're just kind of getting everything started out here my name's Joe um recording live from Endor or the forest moon of Endor aka Washington State um I've got my co-hosts here Uh, I'm Paco Uh, um Colin from the
1: River City Richmond Virginia uh ready to talk some Star Wars you guys I'm excited about this
2: hell yeah
0: And I am Malachi, most notably known as Mal. Um, I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia.
2: ATL, represent. Yes. So cool. We've uh, all been friends for well over 20 years now, and uh, we've all really been into Star Wars. So just thought it would be a good time with everybody sort of cooped up at home and having everything else going on to try to start a podcast. So uh, before we really start getting into everything, I think it would be a good idea to kind of talk about how we all became friends um for Paco and I we went to high school together um in Virginia Beach yep so I think what was our first class like was 11th grade I think it was 11th grade? grade yeah I think it was 11th, 11th grade, grade. grade
1: class, Mrs. yeah Cofield.
2: the infamous bell
1: 666 yes yeah, yeah we, we... Pretty bad.
2: <laughs> I don't think we were that bad but we probably weren't great we were good students
1: yeah I... You did most of the work. I used to just cheat off you all the time.
2: That's true too. But um, we would get put, <laughs> <laughs> we would get put into the hall, and like Miss Cofield would be like, "Hey, uh, you guys learned your lesson," and we're like, "No, I think we just need to stay out here a little longer."
1: A little longer. Yep. A little longer.
2: <laughs> Classic. Um, but even then, we were pretty much all about Star Wars all the time. Um, do you remember yep. that one Halloween party you had that uh, I came dressed as Darth Vader? Yep. Yeah, that was that was pretty solid you always had more action figures than me though
1: i i still have all see that's the thing is i, I when we uh, i was thinking about when we were talking about doing this i was like you know i can't literally in the 40 years of my life i can't remember a point in time where star wars was i can't remember like that star wars wasn't a part of my life i <laughs> My oldest memory is going to see Return of the Jedi at three years old twice, once with my dad, once with my mom, and I, I, I still have all of my action figures in a C3PO collector's case from
2: 1983.
1: I have action figures that are technically older than me.
2: Man, see, I don't have like <laughs> any. I don't have any of the classic figures anymore. I think the last one I had was I had the Rancor. And I can remember being like eight or nine, and like throwing rocks at it until it broke. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, I don't even know why I did that. I'm assuming it's because I thought, oh, you know, I'll always get more Rankors if I need them. But that figure was great too. Like it had the um, it was like the amazing. opposable jaw. Yep. Yeah, I love that thing. Yeah. But um, nah. nice
1: wrist action.
2: Yeah, it had really good <laughs> wrist action. Everything about that figure was rad. Um, Beautiful I just, skull yeah have they done mal you would know this have they done another um scale three and a half inch rancor
0: they only did the one like back in like i think like 2002 which that was a little even little even more better that was actually cool that actually came with him holding luke and like the dead Gamorrean yeah. guard on the ground oh, yeah, was, and he had the bone that's right it was it's like, like a, um, a
2: diorama yeah yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, they haven't done any recently, you no, know? but yeah, that, that was like the last one when I was like I I they just use that mold again because that was actually a really good mold.
2: Yeah, I I think I'm in the same boat as Paco, and I can't remember Life Without Star Wars. And the first movie I saw in the theater was Return of the Jedi. And I remember seeing it and just being completely obsessed with it for weeks, and then weeks became years and years became decades. Um yeah. even like during the dark times when there wasn't anything. Um remember like yeah. with all the power of the force figures? Yep. Yeah. yeah, I remember going to Linhaven Mall and being super, super hyped at getting the uh, the removable helmet Darth Vader, and I think that's I want to <laughs> say that's the same night that we almost got banned from the mall.
1: I think so too.
2: Yeah, yeah, it sounds about right. And then Malachi, um, what was what was your first one? Wasn't it Empire Strikes
0: Back? Yes, I, and the funny thing is the way I the funny thing is the way I came into Star Wars was wasn't even through the film yet, but Empire was my first one because I think I'm like I got like two years on you guys in age, and but the my first like thing into Star Wars was my mom, who like is not a Star Wars fan, like went to this big premiere of the first film back in New York City when we were living out there. And like she was like she fell asleep through it. She's like she didn't like it, which is, which is weird. Like like her her kid became like the hugest Star Wars fan, but like she was like no. But they gave out um the vinyl record, and so it was always in our record collection. So when I was like I've always been like a tech geek. So even at two years old, like one of the first things I remember doing was learning how to use a record player. That's awesome. And that was like one of the first things I would put on was that Star Wars album. And then, like, so maybe, like, two, three months later after I learned how to do that, Empire came out, and my grandfather, like, I remember one of the first movies I ever saw with him was going to see Empire in the theater. Nice. And from there, it began, and then it was crazy, because, well, I think it was, like, 98, and I had just started working at a Taco Bell in Virginia Beach. Yeah. And and then, um, so, um, I feel like, I think, my, I think my second day, I like go to get some food, and one of the managers, Lisa, brings me up, and I have my regular clothes on. She goes, "Oh, it's a cool Star Wars." I was like, that's she's like you like Star Wars?" I was, like, yeah, I, like love it huge. She was like, "You need to meet my yep. son," and so I was like, "I was like, oh, awesome." And she was, and then she was telling about that party you had. She was like, "Yeah, everybody came dressed up in Star Wars characters. Like, it was awesome." And so I think on occasion I would, um we never really got a chance to really talk talk because either you like dropping her off and and but I remember like her introduced us really quick one time. And then it wasn't until April of '99 in front of Military Circle's Toys R Us, and I—I I was. That's when the day the uh, Phantom Menace toys went on sale, and I was first person in line. And then I see a car pull in the parking lot, and it goes, "I'm oh like, those guys look familiar." And it happened to be Joe, Nate, and a bunch of other uh, friends of ours. And I was like, from there, started this 20 something year friendship.
1: Right around episode one. <laughs> yep, I was like. I, we pulled up in the parking lot because I was like, man, we're going to be early. And I was like, who is this guy already here? And then I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. I think I know that guy. And, like, <laughs> and even my mom, she came home one day and she was like, there's this kid who works for me who's probably more into Star Wars than even you. And I was like, no way. And then uh, we talked a couple of times. Yeah, just being like being there to get pick up my mom from work and stuff. I I chit chat with Malachi, uh, and then yeah, that time we at military circle, I was like, I'm going out there. I'm gonna. I was like, I know that guy, and everyone went out there, and we just hung out there. And yep, that's how it all started. And then, so crazy, it, like look yeah. where we are now.
0: Yeah, no. And then from there was the uh, in line yep. for the tickets. I for yep. the I,
1: I, I wrote down some, I've got <laughs> a couple little notes here, and those are two of my biggest ones: Toys for Us and sleeping <laughs> at the theater.
2: <laughs> malachi and i stayed overnight and it was like i remember about four or five in the morning it, it felt like it was freezing out and it was like super cold and we used yeah. to we would actually um break up our spots so it'd be like all right well you go and get food i'll hold down the fort and then i'd go and get food and i remember going to the super Kmart because it was open 24 hours and they had all the um they had yeah. all the mountain dew and pepsi that all had the cans that actually had all the characters on it at that time. With the gold Yoda. Yep, with the, the mysterious gold Yoda. Yeah. Which you know somebody probably still has.
0: Probably. And that super came out was cool because remember, they had the actual um, episode one Pepsi machine outside, which I would love to own this to this day. Oh, but yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: that was great. And uh, I think I was reading, at the, at the time, were, I think I was reading the uh, the Jedi Apprentice books, like the um, paperback junior novels, <laughs> because it, it was all about, like, Qui-Gon. So I was like, I want to know more about this Qui-Gon, dude. I want to know more about remember, his noble end.
1: I remember before we, like, even heard their names, when we were just reading them, we were, like, mispronouncing them and stuff. We were like, Qui-Gon? Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon John? What's
2: this guy's name?
0: <laughs> and I was like, Anakin races Sabuva in the race. Yeah, Sabuva.
2: Do you remember all the crazy stuff that came out of Phantom Menace, which was, like, Oh, there's Baby Greedo, which I think might actually be in the deleted scenes as being like a baby Greedo. Yeah. Uh, but everybody was talking about Kisser supposedly yep. being Boba Fett. Everybody's like, Yeah, <laughs> that dude's gonna be Boba Fett because yeah. his ship's called Slave One and he's a slave on Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, I recently just rewatched some of those deleted scenes. And yeah, because like um, Wald calls like he goes, you're going to come to a bad end, Greedo, after he and I can have the fight. So, yeah, that was supposed to be a little Greedo.
2: But uh, I still like there was so much like about the Phantom Menace that kind of just made our friendship pull together in like the weirdest way. Yeah, because I think that was the same year, too, that we were going to all the parties. Um, and Malachi was coming to all the different parties and everything. We tried to get the uh, we went to that one party and we ended up having the bootleg copy of the Phantom Menace.
1: Yep, we got kicked.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we did. We got kicked out of that one. I blame Guar for that one or most of the parties we got kicked out of. Yeah, Mal. Can you actually remember like what toys you got at the Toys R Us that night?
0: I I was saving up for months and yeah, I bought every card figure and then I got um, the uh, and the two pod racers.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Paco, you bought something for your dad that
0: and night, I, didn't
1: you? I bought him all kinds of junk. I bought him. He got the Naboo starfighter, uh, which he still has, and the uh, the vulture droid three pack thing. Remember that stupid yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He he got that thing too, and that was about it. And then I got all the Legos. That's all I got. I got every every single episode one Lego set that night.
2: Yeah, because the original Lego sets came out a couple weeks before, but the episode one Lego sets came out with the midnight release. Yep. Yeah, I got, I got everything.
0: And that was back when we were using the, the, the yellow Lego minifigs. Yeah, yep. yeah. Those.
1: those ones have yellow faces. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of minifigures that are worth so much money.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you could tell the difference between those and the 20th anniversary ones that came out um, last year. I don't know. There's got to be a way.
0: I mean, it may be a year. Yeah, it's probably a year or something printed inside there's the head. There's got to be
2: something. Like even if it's like a different facial print, there's got to be some difference there. Yeah, there's. But, um, so yeah, Malachi and I were in the newspaper for staying overnight at the ticket release.
1: Yes. Yep. I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure my mother still has that clipping. I've got. Next time I'm down there, I'm gonna I'm gonna bug her. I'm gonna look around. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that.
0: Yes, dude. Yeah, you got to scan that and give us a copy I'd, of that. I'll
1: definitely get to take a picture of it. Don't worry. I'm going to make sure that lives forever. I, that, I, have, I have a
2: feeling it is still there somewhere. That was such a fun thing. I wish.
0: <laughs> and then I was on the news. You, oh, oh, yeah, I, yeah.
2: You were on the news.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I
2: think uh, Malachi's collection when they came to interview him at the yeah. house yep, is still on that. YouTube.
0: Because at that time, I had like the, the biggest uh, collection That's in Virginia Beach. Nuts.
1: Yeah, I was so envious. I remember going over there and being like, man, this guy's got so much cool stuff, man.
0: <laughs> and then that was the cool thing, too, about working at Taco Bell. Remember, it was the Taco Bell KFC and Pizza yep. Hut toys. So, and then the cup toppers.
2: Yep, yep. Actually,
0: and like,
2: before I moved out here, uh, we were going through the garage at my house. And I found all the boxes of the fast food toys. And I still had the Darth Maul topper as well, but I didn't bring anything with me when I moved out here to the West Coast. I just left it all.
0: Yeah, because all the boxes, yeah, made the the mural. I've probably
1: still got a whole bunch of figures upstairs in my attic somewhere, Uh, especially probably a lot of Episode One era stuff. I'd have to dig around. I don't have every single original Kenner-run figure, but I have a lot of them. I, I can't remember. Sarah and I... When we watched the, uh, what is it, the Plastic Galaxy documentary about the figures, yeah, we went through and counted. And I can't remember how many we I have, but I have a lot. I, it's a lot of them.
2: Yeah, but for me, it was always just the movies. Um, I know that we saw Phantom Menace together probably at least close to 10 times. And Malachi, I don't even know how many times you saw it, because you saw it a couple, you saw it yeah. about a week before it actually released, right?
0: Yeah, that's like one of my favorite memories. That's like one of my favorite stories I like to tell people. Yeah, because I, I just remember yeah, we had gotten in line. I was the first I was first one to get there and you guys hadn't even got there yet. And I remember I seen I saw a bunch of people like going in um for a screening. I'm like, oh, cool. that's kind of cool. I wonder what they're screening. And um this girl, I was like, um, what are they screening? Um she was like, um, oh they're screening that new Star Wars film. I'm like, Oh man, I really say, Yeah, she's like, you know what? Take the station, I don't wanna see it. She's like, here, take my ticket. And I'm like, What? <laughs> I was like, yeah, she's like, take my ticket. And it was awesome because the um the people that were in front of me in line were like, we'll hold your spot. They were like, we're jealous, but this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. We will hold your spot for you. I'm like, my friends are coming. If they come looking for me, just let them know I'm time seeing the movie. And yeah, I will, to this day, will never forget that, that fact that I got to see it almost yeah. two weeks early. And that's the thing, too, that
1: I forget about see in episode one is that's all we saw that movie. you guys literally slept in front of a movie theater to get movie tickets. This was pre-fandango. That is so insane to me that we went yeah. through that kind of stuff. Like kids nowadays, they have it so easy. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> All I had to do to get tickets to the um, the Last Jedi was just going on the computer, and literally, it was two seconds later I had tickets. I didn't even yeah. have to worry about anything the crashing. Second. It just but was that, instant.
0: You're, you're exactly, and, and the fact that you can choose your seat now. <laughs> Yeah, you call your phone, you you choose your own seat now. It's like we still even had to get in line early yeah, to make sure yeah. we got good seats.
2: Yeah, the last movie I actually went to early to get good seats was The Force Awakens um, because <laughs> they didn't have reserved seating there. But every other film I've seen after that that's been major, I've just picked the seats. It kind of takes the fun out of it.
1: Yeah, does exactly. That. I I've never done that. Honestly, <laughs> I've never done that. I don't think there's a theater around here I go to that does that. Or maybe, really, and I just don't go to
2: it. It's an acquired taste, I suppose.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I haven't done that. That's crazy. I mean, I saw we saw the rise of Skywalker at like a crappy beach resort town theater, Joe. Like 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 the Outer Banks one. Like that two theater. It was like four theaters in this little tiny beachfront crappy theater it was so cool it was so cool (laughs) was
2: there a lot of people in there was it like actually a pretty good crowd no no
1: no it was like there were four people there (laughs) including me and my wife yeah
2: oh man yeah i saw um (laughs) i saw the the last jedi and the rise of skywalker in the same theater because we only really have one theater out here in
0: yeah, I think yeah, I saw Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise all the same theater because it was I did the marathon for all three.
2: So I did very cool.
1: Yeah, I I did I did do the first seven and seven and eight we saw in the same theater. We yeah, were, and
2: the last time I saw you was when we went to go see the Force Awakens together, and that was years ago now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so yeah. Geez, man, five years
0: now, it's just crazy.
2: That's hilarious. Yeah, I think I saw. Uh, The Force Awakens three times as well. I like that one.
1: That's my favorite
2: one. That's your favorite one of the. Yeah. The exactly. new-
1: I guess so. I li- I don't. I'm not like the per- people who hate. Uh, The Last Jedi. I I I like The Last Jedi a lot too. I think that's a very fun and very good movie too. But I oh, I don't. I'm not too much into the Skywalker. I'm not too much into the Rise of the Skywalker.
2: See, I felt a little iffy the first time I saw it. Um, I felt like it was a lot going on and it just needed to slow itself down and breathe a little bit. But as I've watched it a few more times, I like it more. Like I can see it a little bit more like The Force Awakens now. Um, I think my favorite out of the three sequel trilogy is probably probably The Force Awakens as well. Um, but it changes, like seriously, it changes every couple weeks, like how I feel about it. Because I love the last Jedi as well, um, but I think I love it for a different reason. I think I love it because it's probably the best shot of the three films there.
1: there's cool stuff going on in those movies,
2: man both of them
1: <laughs> I, just, I I don't know I just can't i have see i I've only seen the Rise of Skywalker once I saw it in the theaters, and that's a little, and i I walked out of there being like, I don't think I really like that movie and <laughs> uh i haven't watched it since it's been on the plus i uh, i don't know i, I maybe I, I i'll give it another whirl but it, yeah maybe, i
2: would definitely give it another uh, shot
1: because we'll see how it changes we'll do we'll do a whole different episode on that see we're jumping around too much already we're kidding yeah yeah already. we are this is like <laughs> I a would've... new
2: episode already exactly there's a lot of us like kind of talking over each other and stuff so listener just know that we'll we'll get it down a little bit better um because we're definitely talking a little bit more (laughs) um but we're learning hey so yeah what can i say yeah um hey do we want to talk about like some of our favorite moments out of all the star wars films
1: all right well why don't you start off and do your favorite three
2: so um My first, like, major thing that I love about the Star Wars films and the favorite moment is Return of the Jedi. It's a speeder bike chase. Nice. Um, Yeah, I love the speeder bike chase because it is literally everything that I kind of envision Star Wars being sometimes. It's got my favorite stormtrooper design because I love the scout troopers. Uh, It's got Luke, like, using the lightsaber. It's got Leia taking charge because Leia just jumps on the speeder bike before Luke even has a chance to catch up. yeah. And it's got a real sense of speed and energy to it, which I love. Um and it's probably the most blaster bolts I think Luke bla- like blocks in any of the films. <laughs> and he's he just feels more capable in that scene than any of the other ones. Um and it's got Han doing judo, which is hilarious. <laughs> but the it's true. He like he does like the judo throw. Yeah. Like at the end. But it, it also it also sort of feels like jump. an episode of chips. <laughs> Because those, like, those scout troopers are just hanging out there. Like, what are they doing? They actually look like they're trying to catch somebody in, like, a speed trap.
0: <laughs>
2: so, but that's Dude. that's my all-time favorite scene in Star Wars. And it's kind of weird because it's only, like, three minutes long. Um, I think my second favorite scene in Star Wars is when Ray pulls the Skywalker lightsaber out of the snow in the Phantom... Uh, in, the force awakens nice
1: go new go new all right
2: and i think i like that scene so much because just that lightsaber battle in general is just a different style of energy than we've seen because the prequels have all the flips and the twirls and the sequel trilogy it's it's almost brutal like yeah. it's very mm-hmm. yeah it's got like an aggressiveness that's not in any of the other ones except for maybe the luke invader in return of the jedi But at that moment when Rey kind of accepts who she is to an extent and pulls the saber away from Kylo, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's so awesome. And it's awesome because for like the first real time besides Leia and Padme, you have this female protagonist that everyone can kind of see as being somebody to look up to. And I just think that's a really good message. And I really like that, especially the whole idea of coming from nothing sort of like Luke. It just it's a perfect analogy between the old films and the new nice. Uh, but my third favorite scene is probably a little bit harder because after that, they all start to kind of blend into things that I like a lot, <laughs> um, like a lot, but I almost, I I kind of want to say it's, it's a toss up. Like I really, even though attack of the clones, isn't one of my favorite films. I really like the Django um, Obi-Wan fight on Kamino. Yep. Yep. That's tight. And it's hand-to-hand combat, which you don't ever see a Jedi do, I think, ever again in any of those films. Um, and I like that detective aspect of that whole portion of Attack of the Clones. And even though it might not be the best of them, that whole sequence really works for me. And in a way, that's probably my favorite moment in that entire entire movie and probably all the prequels, <laughs> which is odd. but Nice. So, yeah, we'll get to it eventually, but I have a hard time with uh, Revenge of the Sith. Like, that's probably my least favorite, which is also – well, besides Attack of the Clones, which is not a popular opinion, but we'll get to it eventually. Yeah, we'll talk, to those. So, we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Paco, how about you? Well,
1: you oh, you're going go, Malachi you want, next. I want All right. Malachi
0: to go. Go Malachi. All right. Okay. Now, a lot of my favorite scenes are actually tied to, like, musical cues. I'm like, like – because like, that's, like, one of my favorite things is just, like, the music. So like one of my favorite scenes has got to be the uh the throne room saber battle with Luke and Vader, and like especially like the moment when it kicks in when he's like um you have a twin sister and like when the music kicks in from there yeah that's like one of my all time favorite scenes and I mean one of the first times you actually hear vocals in a Star Wars song that song like my second it would have to uh, which is another throne room it has to be Duel of Fates like when, when. when those doors open and he's standing there in that badass pose and that kicks in. It's like you you knew shit was about to go down. Yep. You you knew it was about to happen. And like, I mean, that's the, that, I mean, that's say we're battle alone. It's just like awesome. Like, it was the first time seeing like a double-bladed lightsaber. So I course you like everyone's going out of their minds. And i see my third. I don't know. Maybe if I I'll try, to, I'll try to pick one see, from the third is the hardest trilogy. The third
2: is the one I mean, that becomes difficult.
0: Yeah, like yeah, because some scenes. I mean, uh, and I don't want to pick like one of like the like the most part. or everybody, because I mean, you know, everyone loves like the Battle of Hoth and all that. But I mean, one of the ones that, that really gave me some really good feel good moments, the, the, no, no matter what you're thought of on the uh sequels, was from Rise of Skywalker. Was that that last space battle when like all the ships yeah, that come back? Pretty
2: tight. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I wish that scene had been longer, though. Like, I wish it had been like the Return of the Jedi space battle. Yes.
1: Yes. That's my problem with it. Yes. (laughs) But,
2: man, that scene, that scene, though, when all the ships show up and it's all the different ones, like the ghost is in there. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so. (laughs) I,
2: I totally get it. And I actually really like that new Star Destroyer design, too, with the Death Star laser underneath it. Um. I like the idea that it's basically that whole sequence is like a zombie film, from zombie Star Destroyers to zombie Palpatine. Like it's it's a horror film. It's the first <laughs> yeah. Star Wars film that's sort of like a horror film. Uh, yeah, I guess I feel you. You don't feel me. You're totally. I hear that. I uh, guess. No, 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 no. I feel you. <laughs>
1: that is a good way. That is a good way of putting it. I, I, I do. I, that, that is a nice way of saying it. You, I mean, there's literally Star Destroyers coming out of the Earth at
2: one point rising from the grave uh yeah it it, it just it, it did need more explanation like yeah. we needed a little bit more on where all the sith <laughs> troopers came from i get so, it i do i get it nonsense
1: all right all right, all right my, fuck, what are your three right, you ready all right i love i love all the beginning of i love all the tatooine stuff at the beginning return of the jedi the job of the hut stuff I See, I couldn't break it down to one. I was like, I love the Rancor. I love Jabba talking to everybody, like going through Boosh and talking to when Luke shows up. Like all of that is just so rad to me and reminds me of seeing it as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like right from the get go. Like I was three years old. My mom was reading me the subtitles so I knew what Jabba the Hutt was telling everybody. Like I, I just love that stuff. The Sarlacc Pit, yeah. I could, I
2: couldn't break it down to one section. You know what I'm saying? Totally. Like, I, Actually, Mal, I thought oh, you yeah. were gonna go with uh, Return of the Jedi because I thought you always really loved the scene where Luke gets the saber for the first time, his uh, rebuilt one.
0: That uh, that is, yeah. And I was, I was trying, to, I was trying to uh, to decide, but yeah, because especially like so with the music, yeah. I mean that right there with the music when he's like on the on the yeah. diving board, pretty much, and yeah that, that, that to is to one of my all-time favorite scenes of that film.
1: Signal and jumping off the diving board and grabbing it, bouncing back up, catching that lightsaber, cutting Boba Fett's gun in half. Like, yeah, that, that I, I love that. I love all of that. That.
0: that. Did anybody catch that uh, that uh, reference in Clone Wars? To
1: me,
2: I don't know why. I did not catch that reference in Clone Wars. But Paku, you haven't seen the very last episode yet, have you? Yeah. Oh no, I'm done. Oh, you are done. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, but this was like one of the earlier ones when they were doing the um, the uh, the the battle on the um on the uh, kind of like the boardwalk thing, and when R two and the, remember the troopers underneath the uh, yep, oh yeah, yep, yeah underneath the platform, when R two, the music cues are the same. You hear like dun, dun, dun. Yeah, from um, Return of the Jedi, <laughs> they used the same music cues.
1: But yeah, the is so good. I love, I, lo- I love that stuff. Uh, number two, the Minot Hunt. Uh, really, I, I, on Empire Strikes yeah. Back? Yep, I love right. that part. I love that part. Like when I, because that's what I was thinking too. I was like, what part of Empire do I like the most? And I was like, it's because I and I, I love that scene. It, it's very, again, it's like you were saying, it's like a horror movie moment wrapped into this crazy adventure movie all of a sudden, and I, I, I like that a lot. It was very fun, and then especially the big. The big reveal at the end—that oh, crazy! We were inside a monster the whole time, anyways. <laughs> like, it was, I, I, I just love that. <laughs> it's one of the things that makes me love Star Wars.
2: Yeah, I like, I like the Mind on a lot too because it's completely different than everything else that's in that film. It's, yeah, it's Han it's, you know, and Leia are, of are sudden, off on like of this.
1: Sudden, what's going on here? And then the end, you're like, oh, we were in a creature the whole time. <laughs>
0: I mean, even the lead-up to that is awesome with, like, the whole asteroid chase, which is, like, another one of my favorite pieces of music is the, um, the yeah. asteroid um, belt music. I like that they but, use yeah, the asteroid then, music
2: is... um, in Solo. Again, that was yep, really fun. Yep, yep. I, did. I picked that up. I noticed yeah. that. All right, there... big number three.
1: All right, number three. This one is a personal one. I would like – because I had trouble, too, figuring out what my third favorite would be. And I was like, well, I'm going to go with the moment that wasn't really like enjoyed because it was a good part for me. It was the the act of what was happening at the time. And I'm going to go with the first time we saw episode one and saw Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) 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 Because within a couple (laughs) of lines of dialogue and a couple of minutes of dealing with him, I remember leaning right over to Joe and being like, I already don't like him. (laughs)
2: <laughs> poor Jar Jar
1: and it just makes me laugh every time <laughs> I watch that movie I think of that I'm like I remember watching this for the first time just leaning over to Joe and being like I don't like that right.
0: <laughs> you oh. said I like the Jar Jar oh no that was
2: almost too good Yeah, I'm at best better good. but watch his back like you <laughs> might be good. able to get Jar Jar Jobs
1: well <laughs> What's weird to me, too, is I will, when I watch episode one, I he still, he gets on my nerves so much, but I will watch a Clone Wars episode with him in it, and there's something different about the way they handle him compared to the way Lucas did, I feel like. I don't know. There's something different going on with Jar Jar in the Clone Wars. He's not so much it- like, I don't know. It might just weird. be what he's
2: given to work with. Like, it could just be literally the script itself might be a little bit more three-dimensional. But it's weird. As I've gotten older, I kind of don't mind Jar Jar as much. Like, even All in right. the Phantom yeah. Menace. Like, I think that it's just something that wasn't meant for us in a way, because we were yeah. in our twenties, and Jar Jar almost is this simple character that <laughs> is more ma- more aimed for kids. Um, but at it. the same time, he's sort of like. I don't know. He's the reason that there's the Republic has clone troopers. It's just, it's crazy. And I feel like it, <laughs> Lucas kind of dumbed down his role after the Phantom Menace. Like he was supposed to be so much more than that, but because of the way people felt about it, it kind of scaled him back a bit.
1: But I mean, uh, well, the other thing that weirds me out when I rewatch episode one It's like the well, the whole Senate stuff, anyways, and the Planet of Naboo, anyways. Like when I was watching it, because I just rewatched it like a week and a half ago. I was like, I'm gonna watch episode one again, and like I was like, what is going on on Naboo? Like the Gungans are talking about how they want to kill all the people who live on the surface. they're like the galactic senate literally does they didn't have any kind of representation in the galactic senate at all up to that point
2: No, it's like, pretty I fucked just, up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was like what is going on on Naboo? Like like
2: I, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like Amidala as queen clearly. She was just neglecting the Gungans.
1: And uh, like I said, boss <laughs> nasty like
2: I want to exactly you but have a like, whole race of, a people. of people who live
1: on the surface but I'm gonna let the mechanics do it instead <laughs> <laughs> like...
2: <laughs> I mean it's just it's screwed up, but I mean, and the other thing, it just the funny thing about it is it sort of parallels the whole idea of the prequels that the Jedi are so all powerful and all knowing and controlling so much stuff as being like this peacekeeping force. But they're allowing all these different injustices to just continue. Like yeah. slavery. Yeah, slavery on Tatooine. Yeah. Slavery uh, in
1: the Outer Rim? That you guys don't do anything about that.
2: <laughs> it's just, it's, that's what the, one of the parts that I really liked about um, The Last Jedi is that Luke kind of lays it out. He's like, yeah, they'd become like complicit to everything that was happening around them. And they failed to see the biggest threat in centuries or millennium that was literally right in front of them the whole time.
0: Yeah. Count Dooku literally flat out told Obi-Wan. The like The
2: dark side always tells everybody exactly <laughs> what's happening. Just from a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like you, you, like, you know, the leader of the Sith is running everything. It's like, okay. They had three years. Three years yep, to, right. of information. That's they right. did nothing with it.
2: And then, like, that's the other thing about, do you remember seeing the prequels and the... Trivial Pursuit was out at the same time and who, like if you didn't know an answer to a question, who is the answer to the question? Wedge Antilles. It is, it's always Wedge Antilles. So why why do we (laughs) never get we never get anything dealing with Wedge Antilles in any of the prequel films?
1: Yeah, that is weird.
2: It's odd, especially since he's such a, everybody else has a touch in the prequels. I mean, Chewbacca is there. Literally, why is Chewbacca never mentioned Yoda ever again?
1: Ever, ever.
0: <laughs> well, I, I guess one of his relatives was um, in the because Remember, like he's like, um, like one of the one of the other people, like who was nominated for senator. Oh, really? Was like uh, another Antilles. Because like, like, when Captain Panaka comes in, he goes, um, he's got a little bit of competition. He's like, um, some uh, like uh, Bailogana of Alderon and um, something Antilles uh, yeah, of or right. whatever. I can't oh, remember, yeah, but right, yeah, right, like right, an Antilles name right. is mentioned. I know what you're talking about. God. Dang.
1: But even still, Chewbacca.
0: And I guess Chewbacca maybe because, because if you look a... at the that Rebels episode, Chewbacca he he was really kind helped, of young. Helped. helped but yeah, Chewbacca. Go to
1: escape <laughs> Order Sixty Six, and he's not like, yo, I know that dude. Like. <laughs>
0: Yeah. especially when his partner is like all yeah. skeptic of the Jedi talking about it's a hokey religion like, he no, literally man, saw, saw things firsthand,
1: flip around and chop a dude's head off like, <laughs> and then I helped him get in a little space <laughs> pot and I never saw him again and this blonde haired boy is talking about going to hang out with him I'm telling you the force is real Han <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's great I don't know the Phantom Menace and Jar Jar that's a uh... An interesting I, third it, choice like for it real. Said,
1: it's, it's a personal thing. Like I said, it's just it's the story more than the actual moment.
2: Well, still. I kind of get it though, because it kind of defined the prequels in a way. Like Jar Jar literally is what put everybody to say, I don't like the prequels. And then ten years later, everybody's all into the prequels and now they hate the sequel trilogy, which makes me yeah, just is, think that's very weird to me. It is very weird. Yeah. Me. yeah. I mean, I know the Clone Wars <laughs> made the prequels better. But anything yes. that's going to add to the original story is going to make it better. Yeah. So anytime you yes. have like 130 episodes or 150 episodes to kind of build the story, you're going to have a better relationship with the source material.
1: And when you have somebody who actually understands, oh, yeah, exactly, it, exactly. You know, like Dave Filoni, or like somebody who knows what Star Wars is supposed to be. like, And I mean, my problems with the prequels overall are direction issues and it's because George Lucas is a terrible director. I'm gonna say it right now. I don't oh, care. Man. I don't care. He's he's a bad
2: director. He's a bad director. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a good director in terms of things that aren't people. I think he just yeah, has I a hard time quite, yeah. I, getting a, performances. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> That's funny to me. I, I, that's a good way of putting it i guess
2: Are you right you're gonna talk about like like basic cinema skills like flipping a frame
1: no not just that but like just getting a performance out of an actor like when i really like i said i watched episode one a couple weeks ago how do you get a bad performance out of natalie portman ewan mcgregor oh like Liam Neeson does a decent job, I guess. But, I mean, these are all, like, it's not like episode four where Harrison Ford and Mark and Carrie, those were all no-names. He's, in in the prequels, he's literally got the cream of the crop working for him. And Jake Lloyd, uh, like, uh, he just does a bad job of telling actors what to do, I feel like.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah, he did do all three of the prequels. Yeah, the only Hayden
1: Christensen. Hayden Christian. What do you tell that kid? Like, be like, no more wooden, less emotion, please.
2: He's a (laughs) he's a good actor. Like, have you ever seen Shattered Glass? Yeah, yeah, he's He's really solid. Another thing, which like, I don't know, people now are really starting to turn more towards thinking that his performance was good. I was like, you guys, Attack of the Clones is rough. I was like, it yeah. comes off as is creepy. The love story, his lines come off as creepy. Yeah, he comes Attack off as of the a clones.
0: dirtbag. As <laughs> a dirtbag. His Attack of the Clones lines, I'm like, yeah. I, I, I just remember in the theater, like, re-watching it a few months ago. I'm like, you were creepy. But I mean, I, I, I really didn't have a problem with his performance. Like I said, I'm like, especially it like the the Sith. I think it got a little bit better. Um, I guess he, he wanted to be like the the creepiest, angstiest teenage boy. So, I mean, I I, I can tolerate his performance of Tiger cones but, I mean, like I said, I mean, Phantom Menace, I I, I have no issues with. I think, I, mostly yeah. because I think it's tied to so many good memories for me. Like, yeah, when people, like, bash, I'm like, I don't care what we'll you say. I love that movie. It's always, a, it's always in a hold, a special place in my heart. It, it's yep. because like of the friendships I built from that.
2: Honestly, I, there isn't a single one that I'm like, I don't like that movie. It just...
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I may rank them differently, but I mean, but uh, overall, I mean, all nine films I enjoyed, and, and they're like because they oh, they hold those. I, I can remember specific moments. I mean, like the prequel trilogy. I remember just being able to watch it with you guys, and like that was like one of the last big moments yep. we were all together. Yeah. Was yep. was yeah. the uh, yeah, I got eventually
2: like two years away. later, no, and that was the last time I saw no, you. No, 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 I I did not see exactly.
0: Me.
1: Uh, the Revenge of the yeah. Sith with you guys. I the last one I saw was Attack of the Clones.
2: Yep, I think Paco was I not at was... Linhaven Mall that night.
1: No, I, I, me and Aaron Freeze went and saw that. I think it was just me oh, and Aaron yeah. Freeze.
2: So, but yeah, it was weird. Revenge I don't of the remember S- why? I don't
1: remember why it
2: happened. But I remember being at Revenge of the Sith, and I didn't even show up until close to midnight because we didn't have to wait for seats. Um, I think Malachi, you waited for seats.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, be oh, held, I, I go, me and a few others held roles down, like, so we had, so we, like, we, we would cap off, like, two, we capped off two rows because we knew not everyone was going to be able to get there on time.
2: But, yep, good times all around. Um, I just, I don't know, like, there was a meme out right around when Rise of Skywalker came out that was Anakin from Attack of the Clones, and it was when he was talking about the Tusken Raiders, but it was like, I love the prequels, I love the sequels. I love the original, truly. I love them all. And it was like, his like freak out, but that's the way I feel about it. I just, I just, I love all the Star Wars films. And I think really it is. It's just because the films are fun, but there's something that like just connects. And I think it's the whole idea of all these, a bigger community. And like the three of us are part of that bigger community. Like it's drawn us together into a long lasting friendship. Um, I don't know. I just gotta, even though Lucas might not be able to direct actors, I gotta give him credit. Like, he. Yeah, he
1: uh, he's a great idea, man. Yeah, I love. He's great.
2: The ideas behind he's the prequels are fantastic. Him. Like, the deeper meaning behind the prequels are great, but you, they have to be explained to you. And I don't think yep. they're there. Yeah. I mean, like I said, he's a he's great idea, man. He's great. I feel the same way about great Stephen King. <laughs> like, I think Stephen King's a well, great idea, man, but I don't think his execution's always good. I think he's yeah, a little too true. wordy, but I mean, yeah, Can't but... knock the man that like made The Shining. It's like my favorite horror film. So
0: <laughs> he gave for the world Pennywise,
2: <laughs> but he also gave that awful scene in the book for it, which can just go right back. That scene with Beverly. Yeah, like, man. I don't. Want, I just wish I could erase that from my memory. Just in general. <laughs> but that's a different podcast altogether. So
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just overall, like I said, yeah, Star Wars is like, to me, just it's, it's, it's always going to be a big part of my life. Like I said, some of my lifelong friends came from it. I mean, just it's, it's, it's always going to be that special thing for me. So, I mean, just like I said, I so many memories are are tied with me yep. to Star Wars.
2: Well, I hope people want to listen to us talk about Star Wars. Um, listen. Well, I think it's about time to wrap up. We're getting close to the recording running out. So, um, Word up. So if people want to keep listening, uh, we can be found on right now, Spotify. Pretty soon we should be on iTunes. But if you just search for the Boon to Eve party planners, we should come up. Uh, Some sites may actually be able to look under just beep, B-E-P-P. You can follow us on Instagram at the Boon to Eve party planners. And on Twitter, it's at B-E-P-P podcast. Um, We couldn't actually fit the whole name in there. So it's a little bit shorter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is fun. I hope that people who are enjoying listening to us just talk about Star Wars and everything else that revolves around it. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter, and Instagram at Lord Firedeath. Uh, what about you guys? Where can they find you at?
1: Uh, I'm on Instagram at Paco. What's my Instagram name? Paco Bentley.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that's it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And me, you can find on Facebook. Um, I have a, a YouTube channel that I run with my niece. It's called Dynamite Geeks. So it's D-Y-N-O-M-I-T-E Geeks. Um, same thing for um, Twitter and um, YouTube.
2: Uh, we hope to have episodes out every couple of weeks, but um, I know Paco and I are both running that kid life. So it can be a little bit tricky. Yeah. And uh, Mal will catch you when we can. But two different coasts, two different timelines. It's tricky. Well, not timelines. It's not yeah. like an alternate universe sort of thing. So Oh it is. It It might be. If if it is, it's the worst timeline. Twenty (laughs) twenty is not good. So
1: don't (laughs) ever go to twenty twenty Marty. Yes.
2: So if you're listening to this podcast in like twenty thirty, just remember twenty twenty not good. So it was some fun. No, it's that's why we're doing a podcast. So Exactly. (laughs) All right, guys. Um well for now I think that we're probably pretty safe to say, as Mace Windu would say.
0: This party's over.